there's a lifestyle to campaigning, and especially when you run for election every two years. You know, as Live I've gotten to watch these people over the years, I really think that a lot of them think they're doing good. Like, I've seen a lot of people go up there and say, I'm here because I'm a businessman. And so then they go and they represent the corporations thinking that's what they should do. And it's our job to decide whether or not we agree with that behavior. Welcome to Start the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining me today, Jen Briney, the Jen Briney from congressionaldish.com. Jen, we're hanging out in Anaheim. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Thank you for having me. I'm behaving. Me. I mean, you've had just a fast and furious weekend. Would you say that's true? I'm exhausted. Yes, it's definitely true. <laughs> you don't look exhausted, but I, I know you must be because you've been nonstop. You've been go, go, go. I have, although I cheated this morning. I slept in and watched the Patriots game, so I did get to relax a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's cheating. I mean, you're a Patriots fan, and uh, you had your priorities. Is that I did, and we worked sweep up the bills today, so it was a good day. Yes, that is a good day. That was uh, avenging the loss earlier in the season, right? Exactly. Now we're 7-1. Well played. Okay, so, Jen, why are you coming all the way out to Anaheim, California? So, I flew down here this weekend because I want to branch into live events now that, you know, my goal with Congressional Dish is to make... I basically want to trick people into learning about Congress and do it in a fun way because right. there's so many interesting things that are going on in there that are just not hitting the news. And I want to reach the non-voters and get them to vote for the branch that we have power in. Sure. And so what I want to do is to start to branch out and get comedians onto the show so where I provide the information, but then they can comment and make it entertaining and basically like trick people into finding out what's going on in, in our branch of government. Uh, so for those that don't know, what is Congressional Dish? So Congressional Dish is a, a show I started four years ago about Congress. And I've been reading a lot of bills because I didn't know anything about Congress either. So for the first two years, I read every bill that passed the House of Representatives. My goodness. And then, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and so I've stopped doing that. Dish <laughs> <because> indeed. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. And so now I'm reading, I have to filter. So I read the bills that I find the most important. And then I watch a lot of hearings and my show is just telling people what I'm finding. Right. Okay. And for you to do this this long, either you're crazy or <laughs> you're in love or maybe both. Can't or... do both. <laughs> <laughs> What's that been like? The workload is intense, but the content, it, my biggest problem is I have too much. Like there's too much that's getting by me. There's too much I have to talk about. The stories are fascinating. There's so much important things that are happening. So that it's also a sense of duty. You know, like as far as serving my country is concerned, I'm a chicken, so I would never go to war. But I can read a congressional bill. I'm not afraid of the language. And so it's also something that I can do to just get some information out there that I think we need as American voters. At what point did you realize, hey, I'm really uh, interested in this and I want to just so much so that I want to do a podcast about it? That was in December of 2011. I remember the actual moment. There was a congressman from Oklahoma, Tom Cole, still in there. And he slipped an amendment into an energy and water funding bill that protected secret campaign contributions. And then he got on C-SPAN and bragged about it. And so then I went and I watched TV that evening, expecting it to be, you know, news. And I didn't see anything. And the bigger shock is when I took to the Internet, I didn't find a single article. I didn't find a single blog post. It was like it never happened. And so that's when I started looking into the congressional record more regularly and seeing how often does this happen? It turns out it happens all the time. And that's when it was, I chose podcasting because that way I could play the audio clips of the congressmen themselves. Because it's one thing to hear someone 
you know, regurgitate what was said, but it's another thing to hear it for yourself. Fair enough. So podcasting gives me the ability to share the experience with my audience as opposed to telling them what I saw. So what are some things about Congress that you're not a fan of? Well, one of the themes that I wasn't, I didn't go looking for it, but it's definitely there is almost every bill that passes has some kind of corporate influence in it. I mean, you can trace the topic of the bill and who benefits directly to who's contributing to the author's campaigns. Wow. And it's so consistent and it's so easy to find that it's become a major theme in the show to the point that on my business card, it says resisting the corporate takeover of the world because that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm finding it all the time. And that was shocking to me. Why do you feel that's important? Because, you know, I'm someone who's worked for really big companies. And if we're structuring our society for the bosses, then people like me and every single other person that I know that works for paychecks, we're the ones that get screwed. We're the ones that get hurt in that. And so we need to understand what's happening in order to fight back, you know? Sure. And that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do is just tell people this is why we feel like the government's not functioning on our behalf. It's because in so many instances, it's not. That's a shame. Is your long-term goal to get into politics or no? No. In fact, a lot of people would like me to run for Congress and I'm willing to put my name on the ballot. I know how to do it as an independent, but no, I'm much more comfortable being the girl who sits in the back of the room throwing spitballs. And <laughs> <laughs> I love podcasting. So, yeah. But if I could weasel my win there for a couple of years and really get to know how it works and podcast from Congress, I'm definitely not what opposed would that take to it. If, let's say you threw your hat in the ring, what would, it, what would it take? What would you have to do? Well, it would depend on which state because every state has a different qualification for even getting on the ballot. Right. So I would need to get on the ballot. And then I would only go to Congress if I could win without taking any money from anybody. So that would take doing it on the internet and having an army of people that are, are that volunteering because they want to. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Interesting. And it's because of the internet. Yeah. You know, like one of the things that I don't think a lot of people realize is all the money that's being collected a vast majority of it goes towards influencing your vote through advertisements. And, you know, so the money goes to the television stations, it goes to the newspapers, all those ads you're seeing, that's what it's paying for. And with the internet, you don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to pay a television station when I can create my own on YouTube. Right. So it is possible. And I think all it's going to take is for one person to do it and show the way. And I honestly believe we can take over the House of Representatives. We get the chance to do it every two years, which is another reason I started this podcast, because we can replace every single person in the House every two years. So I'd love for someone to show the way and then have, you know, maybe some midterm where a lot of people don't vote and take it over. That's, that's what, the dream. What impact could that have? You change everything. You can change everything right away because the House of Representatives controls the money. And he who controls the money controls the world. Wow. So it doesn't matter who the president is. If you're not funding their wars, they can't launch them. So that's why I put so much hope into Congress, because I know that's where our power lies. Wow. Yeah, this is really interesting. And, and I'm guilty of being ignorant and just not being aware of a lot of stuff that's happening. I'm sure there's a number of people that are. And, where are you uh, supposed to find the information? Yeah, yeah. This stuff like, whoa, I, I don't like hearing these things. But yeah, I don't know what I'm doing to directly uh, fix the problem either. So, But I also don't blame people because I'm creating a podcast that I needed for myself because I don't know where to find the information. So that's why I'm reading bills and watching hearings because I still don't know where else to find it. So for those that aren't familiar with the podcast, what's like an episode? What's a typical episode like? Well, I do a lot of experimental ones, but in general, I'll read some bill. And I'll put clips in it from the hearings about those bills so you can understand the context, understand why the congressmen are doing what they're doing. 
I follow the money, so I'll tell you about the authors and where they're getting their campaign finances from. And then sometimes I'll do an episode, like I just did one on a hearing for um, the EpiPens. I don't know if you heard about this, but there's some price gouging going on and there was a fascinating hearing. So I boiled down four hours into one hour and made that an episode. So I'm really experimenting with the structure, which is also why I'm here. I want to, um, I want to get this information into other people's ears that have microphones too. And I feel like being able to have guests on my show would help me do that. Sure. Okay. So you've been to LA Podcast. You've been to the Now Here This Podcast Festival. What are some takeaways? What are some things that you have enjoyed that you think are applicable to where you're going? I've seen a lot of different formats that I feel could really work for me. So like, for instance, at LA Podfest, there was a show called The Dollop. It's hosted by Dave Anthony and Garrett something. I can't remember his name. But what Dave does is he reads a story from history and has two, well, he has either Garrett or up to three comedians with him. And they just comment on everything that they're hearing. And it was really entertaining. So that could pertain to my show where I'm the one providing the information and then the funny people can make it entertaining. I also liked comedy film nerds because they were incorporating clips. So what they did is they had trailers for us. And so the whole audience got to watch a trailer. And then when the people were commenting on it, everyone was on the same page. And I did notice that like some of the other podcasts, they'll talk about a movie for the whole time. But if I haven't seen the movie... You don't have a frame of reference. I have no idea what's going on and I feel like I'm not a part of the conversation. So I love the way that comedy film nerds made sure that everybody listening was on the same page. I thought that was brilliant. So how could that apply to Congressional Dish? Well, because I have so many amazing clips from these hearings. Some of them are short. (laughs) Some of them are exchanges. There's a lot of hearings that aren't on C-SPAN too. And so when I'm watching those, I mean, sometimes it's like 50 people in the whole world that have seen them. And the people that are in those hearings know that they're not on C-SPAN. And that's where it gets really interesting. You'll have some real good, honest conversations without any political spin. I mean, it's these people really working on something. And so if I can take those fascinating moments and show them to a group of people and then we discuss them together, I just think that could be so powerful. Sure. And then the format that I saw here that I really liked is there were a few podcasts that were doing games. And I could do that too. So I could find out. So what's an example? Yeah. An example of what I just saw. Games or, yeah. Well, Doug Love Movies, loves yeah. movies. his whole thing was a game. And then I was just in Jesse Jordan Go, and they also did a game. And so for Congressional Dish, I'm thinking maybe I have three people. I find out who their congressman is and kind of tailor it towards them. But have them guess how far, you know, tell them what the bill is. Like, here's the title. What do you think this is? Because so often the titles don't tell you anything. And just go through the bill, then find out where they think it made it in the process because I think people would be shocked how far this stuff gets. Right. And then, you know, ask them how they think their person voted. And I think some people would be shocked to see the behavior of their own representatives. And it'd be fun to catch that on stage. So I have a lot of ideas for live events floating around in my head. What drives those behaviors? In me or the congressman? Congressman. (laughs) And in you. (laughs) For them, I think it has to be money and power. Yeah. Because they spend so much money trying to keep, like, to understand that power has to be a part of it because these people are raising millions of dollars to keep a job that pays $174,000 a year. Right. So the power has to be a part of the appeal. But I also think the campaign lifestyle is a part of it because those millions of dollars, they don't just go to pay advertisements. That's unlimited breakfasts, lunches, dinners, open boat bar parties in their honor. Like, that's all legal uses for campaign funds. Who wouldn't want that? You know, unlimited travel sounds great. 
So it's like there's a lifestyle to campaigning, and especially when you run for election every two years. I think there's some people up there that just really like the cycle and the benefits that comes so with it. So they're less worried about helping the country and more worried about, hey, let me. You know, as I've live gotten to watch these people over the years, I really think that a lot of them think they're doing good. Like, I've seen a lot of people go up there and say, I'm here because I'm a businessman. And so then they go and they represent the corporations thinking that's what they should do. And it's our job to decide whether or not we agree with that behavior. And so I actually don't think that there's anybody in Congress that's malicious. I just think that they have different goals oftentimes than the people they're representing. Yeah. Well said. All right. So we always like to wrap things up with a couple questions. Uh, first of all, what, what's in the future? What's coming up? Well, I have the election next week, and I'm yes. so glad this, this little is almost election, over. Yeah. yeah, this little election that no one is sick of. So I'll be doing a Facebook Live event that night. So this will be kind of like my first experiment. I'm just going to have a few well, friends over. and yeah. By the time this airs, that may have already happened, but it's all good. Well, then you can hear whatever yeah. I did with the election special after that. And then we have the lame duck Congress, which I always call the most dangerous time of any Congress because it's... We have three months when we have people who are just fired who still have power and they're trying to get jobs. And so a lot of times you'll see favors slipped into must sign legislation that directly correlate to wherever these people end up working. And we already have a government funding crisis set up because government was supposed to be funded by September 30th. They didn't do it again. And so on December 9th, we're going to get a very large must sign bill. And anytime there's something that the president has to sign, there's all kinds of stuff stuffed in there that we wouldn't be pleased with. So yeah. I'm nervous about the lame duck. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Where can people connect with you? Well, the show is called Congressional Dish, and you can find it on congressionaldish.com and anywhere podcasts are hosted. And then I'm easily accessible on Twitter. You can find me at Jen Briney. Wonderful. And final thoughts. Well, I just want to thank you for putting on this event. It's very cool to see the podcasting festivals start to go towards the fan festivals. We have a lot of festivals for us, which you also put on with Podcast Movement. And right. It's been great, but it's really awesome to see the fans getting involved in the live stuff too. Oh, I agree. It's been an amazing eye-opener for me too. I've, I've seen a lot of things and I'm thinking, hey, I need to, what I'm doing and how I can adjust it moving forward. And that's a good thing. Cool. So, all right. Well, Jen, I'm grateful and best wishes to you and Congressional Dish. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.